Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick shout-out before we start today's show. There is a poll for the theme song throwdown on at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter. You got Muppet Babies versus Mask. It's the final four. You people at home, go vote now. This is the time to do it before the next episode airs. We can't be trusted with this kind of power, so you are going to have to do this. You're going to have to Whoa. take this power out of our hands. Speak for yourself. I could be trusted with all the power. You Absolutely not. I, uh, absolutely. I should be given all the power. Mm-mm. To really Mm-mm. bring this home, though, Gina, can you sing us something to lead us out? It's the final countdown. There's still another battle after this. Okay, so go to at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter, Muppet Babies versus Mask this week. It's pinned to the top. Go vote. Get your voice heard. Yo, Joe, got to get Joe. Yo, Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite. Can I start? G.I. Joe podcast show. Yes, start this already, is man. Knowing is half- Chan God I, damn Chan it. and I have been waiting for you for like an hour, Ray. Oh, my. This is so disappointing, Ray. I am disappointed in myself right now for a variety of reasons. But this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And yeah, guys, so this is going to be a little bit more of a free form episode than usual because this is the final. Hey, guys, this is the final episode of the Deke era of G.I. Joe. It is an episode called The Legend of Metalhead. And much like, yeah, much like last week's, what is it called? Basic training. Much like last week's episode, this is entirely a clip show, but with even less of a premise than last week's. So it's even, even crappier. What a way to go out. Like even, even my expectations were low after last week. And I knew again, I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate. I know that they ran out of money and this is what they had to do, but just such a weird way to end a series, such a weird way to take sort of a side character and make him the entire focus of an episode that doesn't even have the loose narration that it did, like the loose justification that it did last week. It's literally just Metalhead going, hey, guys, here's about me for 20 minutes. What a way to go out. Wow. This I don't is not know. A show. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I'm just going to jump right to it. There was a moment where I saw 
either uh, the entirety of the episode as it was supposed to be that somehow got destroyed um, after the script was turned in, or they stumbled upon the perfect way to make this thing work, and um, uh, just nobody followed up on it. They were on such a tight deadline that they were just like, uh, they just completely blew it. But it was the bit where uh, um, Metalhead, um, where does he say it? Uh, it, it he was talking about uh, how this thing was uh, through his eyes. Um, uh, well, unfortunately, Chan just had a stroke. Uh, he has, I have no idea what's going on over there. Uh, <laughs> it was the episode where everyone's advanced arm and uh, may have under the brilliant safe formula the episode where they go to, to the high school reunion uh-huh. yes and the, two episodes ago yeah it was very yeah, recent yeah <laughs> Ooh, that was terrible but at the end of it he gives the formula to cobra commander and they're like um <gasps> i know and that was it yes i know okay, what you're gonna say yeah. and you're brilliant Which means, yes it ends with him winning and if all of these uh, yes. uh, compilation episodes were him going like, and then I did this awesome thing, yes. and uh, everything turned out okay for Cobra. Yes. That would have been amazing because of the unreliable narrator. Yes. It would have been a yes. really fun way to do okay. Okay. Exactly I'm on board. the same footage. I had the exact same but- note. I put unreliable narrator, and then I put Mr. Robot. And and I, because this was obviously before, oh, I didn't watch Mister Robot, so I don't. Well, it, I mean th- that was they were like the sort of I, I, you know they've been doing there's been unreliable narrator stuff for years, but that was like the first time people were like, oh shit, is he an unreliable narrator this whole time? But yeah, because I thought the exact same thing. I was like, oh okay, if he if he turns himself into the hero, but that and it came so late in the episode. But you're totally yeah. right. Yeah. If it was, but again. Here's the thing. Again, I think it's a weird one to end on. I think if they like, you know, sort of sort of did one of these for each of the main characters where it was like, hey, here's my story. Maybe if they fit them all into one episode, if it was like if it was like a Rashomon thing or something where each of them gives their own version, then that would make sense. But an entire episode of just him narrating sort of his life is very weird but yes it would have been slightly more interesting i don't think they realized what they were doing because i i think that they're going on the assumption that kids are dumb and they probably haven't seen the other episodes and they're just going to do this but i I maintain that this is a very and i would be very curious to know if they knew this was the last if they knew they weren't getting another season Um Wait a minute. You don't end with two clips shows in a row and think you're coming back for a third season. But, yeah, Let me go ahead and put that out there. Okay. I, I get it. But imagine like, and I, and I get it. I get that Deke is, you know, all the things that everyone always says. It's cheap and it's this and it's that. But to work on a show for two seasons and then I guess know that it's not coming back and decide like, all right, we're going to go out with a bang, you guys just a bunch of clips mashed together without any logical thing to tie them together. Like that's, that makes me sad. Look, if the, if the last two episodes of season two of the unicorn are just, <laughs> this is absolutely Gina working her shit out right yeah, in front yeah. of us. And it's <laughs> She's pretty crazy it. to watch. And it's it's just... like, like melting down live on national television. <laughs> it's, 
just one of the characters, you know, one of the minor characters who's been there the whole time is just like, hey, here's some of the adventures I had over the course of this season. <laughs> Look, I will say like, that this we all whole... know that we all know it's not coming back for season three. That's all. I will say this whole episode would have been worth it if it was like 50 percent more granny. But we only got a very yes, small okay. bit of granny. And I realized that the other granny stuff came in. So so this episode actually made me realize that they I don't think they're using anything from season one. I think well, they didn't. It was all season. This two. was all season two, which again is very weird. Like I, I like I, I don't get it because I was waiting for them to show granny and then they showed her from an episode two episodes ago. And I was like, really? This is you're not going to show her from from season one when she was like first introduced. and It was pretty dope. And it, it's just I, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Can I? Can I heighten this? Your idea of the unreliable narrator telling the story of Metalhead, let me double down on that and say if you make Granny the narrator and you have her telling the story of how she imagines Metalhead's life to be, uh huh. I think it becomes even more interesting than what you guys have already established, which is already pretty solid. Yeah, I, it would be fun if it was like granny in let's say her retirement home and everyone's sort of bragging about their grandkids and it's, Oh my, like my grandkid did. Oh, my grandkid's getting married. My grand, my granddaughter's having her second baby. You know, here's a picture of that baby next to a stuffed animal. So we could tell how big it is. And, and then, Oh, and- I hate that. Oh my God. When people <laughs> post that on Facebook, it just makes me so mad. Huh, Gina? You're a bad person, Ray. You're a, <laughs> you should have kept that thought to yourself. You should have never oh, said it. And I'm sure thinking? for the next year, the thing I'm sure for the next three days, you're going to be thinking about whether or not your, your podcasting co-hosts actually like you. <laughs> and you're going to be afraid that they don't and that the only reason they still interact with you is this podcast and then you're going to be trying to find ways to not make yourself seem like a terrible person so that they like you again maybe they never liked you though that's that's what i'm saying but if it you know what i feel like this show must appeal especially to english majors who have been trained to read books read between the lines uh do some like a uh, biological uh uh historical criticism and figure out like what was going on in the author's <laughs> lives and like how this comes out in the text itself and um and wonder what happens in the hour and a half w- when our mics are on but we're not <laughs> recording the things that we say that are uh both deeply personal and uh d- deeply uh um libelous <laughs> to any number of people that they might actually recognize like because we're sometimes kind of close to like uh, entertainment industry names that you could imdb and go like oh i know who this person is um and 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 just try and figure out what sorts of things that they are saying what sorts of mysteries are there what sort of uh horrible human acts Wait a minute. Occurring. So what I hear you saying is there's going to be like a, 50 years from now, there's going to be a psychology 301 class mm-hmm. called Knowing is Half the Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. There's yeah. going to be an entire class about the fact that you left a box in the. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> Are we talking about this right now? Wait a minute. I thought we agreed not to share these stories on the air. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm just going to put it out there that Ray bought a TV. The box was too big to put it in his car, so he left the box in the in 
in the parking garage uh, thinking that it that was, was a garage. Okay it was open people. air. It was open air. Are we going to talk about the fact in that the Gina is mad about this because it had the unicorn on it? Yes. No. That is why she is mad that the box no, is left. No, I thought it was weird <laughs> that it had the unicorn on it at all. I'm mad for the poor person that's got to clean it up. But here's the thing. I'm happy that person stays employed because if people didn't do that, they wouldn't have a job, Gina. Is that what you want in a pandemic? People without jobs? Also, Gina, Gina talk about poor person. Look at the poor person (laughs) who has to clean that up. No, I I brought this up to deflect from the idea that I'm the terrible one in the podcast because I don't like babies. You know what else Gina hates? A minimum wage increase. That's what Gina hates because she <laughs> wants those people to be poor. Look, all I'm saying is that if you can't live on $8 an hour, then there's something wrong with you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Fi- hey, welcome back to MRA. We finally got Gina Ippolito on the show. <laughs> Look, you you oh, want me to put Lord. together an entire week's worth of meals for $8 an hour? I've never done it, but I'm pretty sure I could. Out of context audio drops. (laughs) This is what happens when an editor gets a hold of your stuff. But here's the thing. If it was, if it was, you know, granny in her retirement home and they're playing canasta and everyone's sort of bragging about their grandkids and then it's granny's turn and she's like, well, my, my grandson, he's, he's in a, he's in a government organization. And then you see a clip of him, him in Cobra and like her, her saying he works, he works with very technical explosives and then cut to him saying bang zoom bang bang yeah. whatever yep, yep. that'd be great that that's too much animation for them to have the budget for but i am on board with Correct. it also yeah. they would be stealing from the honeymooners if it was bang zoom to the moon uh no what i loved about this episode and what really now we all want it channa i didn't ask for the sound drop but i'm sure you have it anyway but the fact that our cold open, this is a thing about, you know, season two of Deke era is you get cold opens is essentially they want to establish this as a metalhead episode because he's the narrator Two, they start with a recycled clips. So you already know what kind of show you're about to get. But three, they'd use the footage from the rock and roll, long live rock and roll episode where metalhead is playing the guitar and they turn it into a music video, which I think is another way you could make a clip show palatable if you wrote enough music to recycle all the things and just turn it into a music video show. Right. I'd like to hear some of the song though, Mm -hmm. that they, that they, that they created. Unfortunately, they only wrote one song and it's about a minute long. Wait, regrettably. I don't think this song isn't new. This was the song in the original episode, right? No, but had they written new songs, you could have done a, a clips episode with as music videos. Oh, but they didn't, right? Like, like no, this, no, this song is just in a here song. is the song. Okay, it's just recycled. I'm, I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay. But let's hear it anyway. I don't remember. It's been so I long. don't remember it either. That's the thing. There's no way you can hide when I've got you in my sight. There's no way you can run to the number five fights. What? That might not have appeared in the episode. That might not have appeared in the episode, uh, quite honestly. That might be new for this. It feels kind of new. Uh, it doesn't make sense that they would, uh, um, Where would it have, have the money that for that. Well, because well, yeah. he but. did, but he did, he was in like a rock band and that was the episode where he was like trying to play it at a certain frequency to bring the building down. Was that that episode? Yeah. That's the rock and roll episode. Yeah. Yeah. Same one. 
so that's the one. I thought incredibly. Long live rock and roll. I thought Doug it was Booth in that wrote episode. It. Doug Booth wrote Part it. One yeah. and two. Yeah. That's the extensive enterprises episode with the zoo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of promise in the episode. Doug, Doug uh, uh, worked around some really interesting ideas in there. Um, but I think the limitations sort of, again, just sort of uh, uh, got to got to it. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I think this was the song that was used in the episode, but. I, I will. No, okay, but guys, we got to go back and watch part one and part <laughs> no, two. No, we don't. Never again. I will just delete this. this shit from the internet if I have to. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but look, I'm you buy know these that you know snakes. that like five years from now, you're gonna get a hankering for a rewatch. No, you're not Cold wrong. Slither. I will watch the shit out yeah. of that again. <laughs> there's there's almost no Sunbow episode I don't want to watch again soon. But there is very few Deke episodes I would like to watch again anytime ever. Uh, I bet you would rewatch Bioc. I would. Bioc and, uh, and uh, the Mind Mangler. Mangler. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah. From this. Uh, yeah. From the end of season one of this that honestly stuck out of my mind. Uh, look, 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 we, we, we got to where we could. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but I'm so excited. We got some of the writers uh, on the show to talk about Deke era because I think we learned a lot. But let's do the quick recap because this is a bullshit episode, quite frankly. And uh, so we come back from our cold open and it's just Metalhead saying, then I did this. And then they just show like three minutes of an episode. And then it's him saying, ha ha. And it worked out so well Then I did this. So the episodes that they showed were the uh, overkill episode where overkill becomes the eliminator. Uh, great. Then they showed the keyboard okay, he warriors spent a long time, but he spent a long time on overkill. Like that was he like did, half yes. the episode. Cause because he starts yes. out with the like, I wanted to be a rock and roll star, so here's me singing rock and roll. But yeah. then like that didn't work out, and then so like I accidentally killed this robot and Destro built a new one. But then it's like ten minutes of his hate relationship yeah. with this, which is also why it's weird that they focused on him and they didn't use footage from the first season because there's only so much to pull from here that they end up taking huge chunks of episodes and it's almost like they they showed half of the overkill episode for this uh correct but then uh, yeah let's face it that was that was actually a decent episode if i remember correctly uh he becomes the eliminator a very competent death machine and that's kind of fun but there was one line uh that was the one one of the very few lines in this entire two season arc of deke that made me laugh is the one uh, where uh, he keeps saying that he's the eliminator. Yeah. The, the, uh, the eliminator, which uh, of course reminded me of the uh, kids in the hall. I knew uh, you were going to say that. The eradicator. Absolutely. Uh, but then uh, it, it was the line where uh, 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 Cobra Commander says, Yeah, yeah, we got your name. <laughs> Just, like, fantastic delivery from Chris Yeah. 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 So when we finish that, we get into Keyboard Warriors, which it wasn't that many weeks ago. But now you guys mentioned something in our chat, which I didn't pick up on right away. And that's that in the original episode, Cobra Commander and Destro or whoever uh, listen to somehow they only have an audio security feed from their mainframe computer with their death uh, computer on it. And it's the kids uh, having a good time and they assume that it's Metalhead. So they just let it roll. But for this particular retelling of the episode, you guys think it got it got redubbed with Metalhead's voice instead? Uh, uh, and so they're retelling the story much like the last episode did where they pretended that Hawk actually loves telling jokes and it wasn't an android trying to play Hawk, 
which was frankly upsetting to me. Listen to last week's episode if you don't know about that. Uh, uh, do we have a sound poll to actually determine whether or not they did a a a, a recapture of that particular dialogue? Now that's yeah, weird because I hate those it. weren't kids. Yeah. Those weren't kids, but that wasn't Metalhead, was it? That that was definitely Metalhead, but in the original episode, it was a the funny part was that it was a kid saying it. The kid was running yeah, around, okay. fire one, fire Gina, two, Kapowie. Gina, we have we can see each other right now while we're recording, and I did not see you make air quotes around funny, and <laughs> that is unacceptable. Oh yeah, that's a party foul. No, after watching this episode, every episode before it gets slightly better. Okay, I mean that's also fair. <laughs> But then this uh, time, yeah, they changed it, which which pisses me off. But again, they clearly don't have enough footage, so they yeah. made, so they just ended on like Destro saying like, "Oh yeah, that's clearly him." And then the building gets destroyed, and and they're like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" And they have him, they have uh, Metalhead walk in, and he's like, "Oh boy, that was pretty crazy," as if he's the one who did it. And it's yeah, all just it, irritating. All of, all of, yes, I would say irritating uh, is the official word of this episode because <laughs> I was very upset. I wrote in my notes. Uh, so we go from Keeble Wars to the drug episode to the ones with whatever the heck that guy's name was uh, who appeared. For the two Headmaster. The Headmaster. Thank you. And so they really focus on the little tiny little segment of that episode series where Metalhead and a member of G.I. Joe work together, and the G.I. Joe member actually comes to respect Metalhead's like uh, aggressive personality. This guy really gets it done, even though he like almost gets them killed like three times along the way. The Joe walks away with respect. Which, okay. I think I kind of remember that actually happening like that in the episode. Y- yeah, uh, it's and vague, then, vague. And then, weirdly enough, and then they go to the, after the drug episode... Uh, recap they do the metalheads reunion episode which just effing happened two weeks ago it just happened they're gonna act like that was the next because this story seems to happen chronologically somehow but the episode from the last live action the last real episode that we got uh before before the two recap episodes this is just part of the story at this point and it's wedged right in the middle and that upset me a lot yeah i don't uh, like uh, and again this isn't this isn't how a clip show should go. You shouldn't show f- like six minute clips of something. <laughs> like that's no. not that's not how clip shows work. Not they okay. they I, I, again. And the thing is, I I guarantee you, it had something to do with. Well, maybe not. I was gonna say like maybe they didn't have access to like the first season episodes, or they they realized they would have to like repay some writers or some animators. But they they weren't they weren't repaying anyone for this. They were they were screwing people over left and right. I bet. Chances are good. I mean, so the, the, the weird thing is, at the end of the reunion episode, it's a big old failure. But it's the way Metalhead tells it, and this is where we start getting to the unreliable narrator, which was actually kind of interesting to what y'all said earlier. Is he says that I delivered the scientist and then she made out with me and then I got the formula and then they, they they were so happy with the job I did. They sent me to the Cobra World Amusement Park for a week of R&R. Yeah. Yeah. As a reward, which is OK. Uh, OK. That episode happened before. <laughs> yes, it did. Right. Didn't the, the Cobra World yes. episode happen before it? So it's especially funny that it's he like says, the week before. Yes. 
Yeah, it's especially funny that he said I did such a good job that this this was my reward. Yeah, uh, very upsetting. Uh, and so and then you know Cobra does a great thing, and then uh, everyone loved us, and it's just like okay, that's how we're telling that story. But then like they try to wedge in the kindergarten commandos episode, and this is when I started getting really angry. I gotta, I gotta I got, admit, I started getting very upset. I did not at first remember this episode. I don't know what happened. I must have blocked it out. Because the way and the way those kids are drawn is so weird that at first I thought that they had created a new segment just for this clip show of little kids. <laughs> and then like halfway <laughs> into it, I was like, oh, crap. I watched this episode. I just expunged <laughs> it from my brain or like went into oh, a little coma head. and my brain had to like shut that part down because that was what was killing me. Uh, repressed. Yeah, memory. we all take little mini comas every now and again. <laughs> yeah, my brain repressed the memory to protect itself. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What really upset me was, you know, the, I honestly I tried to for black out this episode as well, but then they started showing it, and I'm like, oh yes, I remember these small kindergarten children, what five six years old, physically dominating <laughs> these adult members of Cobra. For an entire episode. Okay. And here's getting the very thing. upset a second time. Here's the thing. Considering the fact that you were late to podcast recording because you were at the mercy of a four-year-old. Uh, I don't was, know if was, you could talk. You got you got your ass whipped, boy. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. I was defeated emotionally. <laughs> I was not defeated physically. I mean, I don't know. So you say, but we weren't there. So for all we know, Luna probably like scissor kicked you out of her room. And then was like, well, go get me more juice, bitch. I am teaching her the scissor kick. So it does. <laughs> I understand where you would come down with that. You know, she's a big fighter. Habusa fan <laughs> from the pro wrestling Nintendo game. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> no, that's not what happened here. Uh, no, but- she was a kin corn Karn man. I think we all know that. <laughs> Look. I'm trying to push her away from it. As long as she doesn't go Starman. That's all. Look, just don't go Starman. And I'm yeah, happy with no, any we other can all agree that that's... I'll even go Amazon if you want to. But just, just not Starman, please. He's too weird. Starman. And that's our pro wrestling 1980s NES ref that you're going to get for the entire season. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, that Kindergarten Commandos episode was goddamn horrible, and it really upsets me to remember it exists. So that happened. And then finally, we go back to the song again, <laughs> and we end with another minute of the Legend of Metalhead song. And again, it's Why not, not even... I was sort of expecting there to be some some wrap up at the end of like, here's what here's like, Oh, please two seasons. Thanks for two seasons. This is what we did or whatever. Like, let's say if he's, if we find out that he's, he's broken into the GI Joe headquarters and has been recording this, his, his, you know, his life story on their equipment. And they're like, what are you doing in here? And he's like, Oh, gotta go. And they're like, we have some fun times. Don't we? (laughs) (laughs) And then that's the, that's the end of season two. I would have accepted that shittiness because at least it sort of wraps things up. But this is just like metalhead being like, and now I'm singing a song. Bye. And I was just like, this is (laughs) a, this is a series finale. I hate (laughs) it. I hate it. Yeah. It was uh, very upsetting in, in many different ways. Now, guys, you might be surprised to know, what are we at, like, the 23-minute mark of this episode? That's the episode. We have nothing more to say about this episode 
That's it. There's I'm, nothing to it. I'm surprised we squeeze that much out of it instead of just Quite saying frankly. we hate it for 15 seconds and then the end. And I was the one who defended yeah. last week's clip show. I was yes. waiting for you to come come yeah. hard again. No. And, um, yeah. No. I, first when your of all, clips episode loses dirty. Gina. <laughs> no, I was I was angry that like seriously, this would be I'm trying to pick a pick a beloved show. What's a what's a this would be like if all of a sudden no, everything I think of Mash. Lost. Let's see. My what if dads. the finale of Lost was just literally See, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say something and about Lost, clips. but then I know that there's like snarky assholes online who are gonna be like, oh, it's better than what Lost actually did. And then I'm gonna have to go Auto Man fucking murder everybody. But like what if like oh, no, what Lost if the, did a great job. It's sort of like what if like the last episode of The Wire was just like, hey, remember this character that we see sometimes? He's just going to like narrate stuff about himself. Uh, uh, that's our series finale. Everyone would be yeah. like, what the fuck? I'm so mad right now. Hi, I'm Newman. <laughs> Here's <laughs> okay. some of the wacky adventures okay. I had. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the series finale of Seinfeld just saying, all right, all right here's an episode Honestly, about me. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do it. <laughs> With the wire, I kind of could see that working. Yeah, honestly. yeah, that's you know what, that's. True, I, I true. was trying to think of other. Okay, okay. Uh, I it's think like... you just sabotaged your own argument, Gina. I know, I know. Okay, what if what if Breaking Bad? You're waiting to find out what happens to Walter White, and then like all of a sudden, Kristen Ritter is like narrating the final episode, and she's like, "Remember that time that I did some drugs? Here's a clip of it." Oh. And then became a superhero. <laughs> then she starts punching things. You're like, holy shit, I want to watch this show. <laughs> Fuck this meth thing. I want to see this Kristen Ritter as a superhero. And then I turned into the B in apartment 23. No, that was before. <laughs> that was before. Listen, listen. If Metalhead doesn't give a fuck was about it? consistency, neither do I. I, I don't trust and the yes, B was. was before Alias. Or whatever the... Oh, Jessica, before Jessica yeah. Jones. No, Alias. It was also no, before Alias. No, 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 no. I thought I thought you were saying that uh, Don't Trust the Bee was before uh, Breaking Bad. No, 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 no. It, was right it, it after went Breaking it Bad. went Breaking Bad, Don't Trust the Bee, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Okay, we're all on the same page here. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, I just I for anyone interested, I'm up to in my Marvel rewatching universe chronological order. I just finished season one of Iron Fist again. So second time I've watched. Why it. would you do that? You know what? It's not. I mean, here's look, the thing. I, I, since I knew what I was getting into this time, the first time I watched it, everyone had shat on it so much that my expectations were so low that I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. And then this time, because I watched it once already, I again was like, yeah, it's not that bad. See, I thought because you'd seen it before. So I just made sure I did something else while it was on. <laughs> no, I pay attention, man. I look for Easter eggs. I look That's for fair. connections. Uh, you know, I, fi I find now, the good. why, why did you put Iron Fist in there when it's now been established that that is no longer canon no, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I will come universe? to your house and I will kill you, Why wants to deal with that, I Gina? Come I don't to your understand. House and I will stab your eyes out or I'll just come to your house, wake Luna up and make sure she screams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Now wow. you've crossed the line. Wow. Wow, guys. Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. I didn't realize it'd get this what is, ugly. What is happening right now? That's fighting words right there. 
but yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was. It, it's. I think has the lowest score of the rewatch so far because I haven't gotten to Inhumans yet. That that will be the true the true test of my patience. But it has the lowest score so far, which is a C plus, which is not a good score in my scoring book. No, and and Iron Fist, if I remember right, it ends at a reasonably decent. Um, you know, it it gets better as it yeah. goes on, and it ends okay. But it's just the the fight for me to get there. Trying to like Danny Rand is yeah. Just, I I definitely I I hated much. him. But there's but there's with the exception of Inhumans and and again I have I've only watched that once. So maybe this second time I'll I'll enjoy it. But there's something positive in all of those in all of those series. Uh, like I, I, would I point love out that Gina. I was gonna say I love I would how point much out that Gina's Gina's watching. Iron Fist instead of actually playing the Mass Effect trilogy. You guys at home should be roasting her for this right now. Look, that here's the thing. Video games require more energy. And I've been very busy lately. And so I finally I finally set it all up and I am ready to play. But at the end of okay. the day, okay. at the end of like a, a day of, you know, trying to do like career stuff and, and you know, all of this other thing, I just want to sit and and not be okay, super active. That. But hopefully at some point I'll have enough energy to play video games again. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all here for that. Now, one wow, thing I don't you know, Gina, I might blow your mind right now, but one thing you can do while playing video games is sit down. That's that's new knowledge. I know I'm dropping it. This little truth bomb hitting you. Uh, it actually doesn't take a ton of energy to play a video game. It takes. A- I don't know you if know- you've seen Gina sit down, but she uses a shit ton of energy. It's the most energetic sitting you've ever yeah. seen. I'm known the as. Time they call me the I've Iron Butt. I, I, my butt starts to glow. I force a lot of energy into my butt while it's sitting. Mm-hmm. That yeah. explains uh, all the all the sounds and smells around the house. Yeah, um, yeah, because my butt has to defend Kunlun from invaders. <laughs> is that, that what you call your? That's, okay, uh, never mind. Nope, I don't want to know. That's not. That's not know. happening. Nope. That is a weird thing. Nope. It's not touching it. Mm. Nope. 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 GI Joe will return after these messages. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. It's the Cobra Imp. Cobra Imp's a tower of rocket power. The rockets separate the late down anti-vehicle mine. That's why the Imp's so important to Cobra. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Swamp Master. There's Storm Shadow and Shockwave. Swamp Master's ready for some Cobra chasing. Ripping through the swamp with cannon blazing. And nobody beats G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Swamp Master, Cobra Imp, and figures sold separately. Joe, Joe. Now back to G.I. Joe. 
So, guys, I wanted to ask a few questions here uh, about DKR G.I. Joe because I knew we weren't going to have a whole lot to talk about today. So there's a few, like, consider this like a year-in-review kind of show as we prep ourselves to get ready for season five of Knowing Us Half the Podcast with oh. G.I. Joe Extreme. Wait, this is, already, which I've... this is already a better uh, uh, series wrap-up. Whatever we're about to do is a better Deke <laughs> series wrap-up than Deke it did for their own series. That is correct. Uh, so que- for questions uh, I would ask. I've, I've taken a yes, real yeah. quick look, by the way, at at uh, G.I. Joe Extreme, I guess, yeah. and it does not get better, just so you know. It, it, you know, I, I, I want to hear what Buzz has to say about the series and about the first episode. And I'm hoping that he will say a lot of stuff that piques my curiosity and allows me to watch it in a different way. Wait, is I Chris will say Lotta that back? I have watched. Is Chris Lotta back or no? I think he died. Not only, not only is Chris Lotta not back, he is in fact passed away. Cobra isn't coming back for G.I. Joe Extreme. Oh, I hate, I, I, I hate it. I hate everything about it. It is a completely different organization. Uh, unfortunately, and I'm hoping again that Buzzle Buzzle piques some curiosity. I did, I I did watch the first episode of GI Joe Extreme, and I do not remember a whole lot about it, which is uh, uh, unfortunate, but good because when I watch it again for the show, I'll have fresh eyes. Also, maybe it means it wasn't that bad because if it was really bad. Wouldn't you have remembered it? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. I don't know. So we'll fi- we'll find out when we actually talk about it. It's and I have notes for it. I guess is what I'll say. I don't have any notes for it. I was just watching it for fun because that's what Gross. I do with my Gross. free time. Mm, that's not, that's <laughs> <laughs> so guys, I-, I would ask the question right now. What are some of your highlights, favorite moments from Deke era GI Joe, and what are the handful of moments that really upset you the most when it came to this? series i'll go ahead and go first so i give you a chance to think about it now i've said before highlights of the show the two christy marks episodes really do stand out the mind mangler uh as well as Bioc. those are probably the two uh-huh. best episodes the flint dilly episode uh where the cobra uh, injustice in the cobra way where you had a cobra themed superhero who was like it actually turned out to be cobra commander and he was like trying to you know be be he was like in, indoctrinated into our government at the highest levels for being a superhero sort of like tony stark and iron man well before those movies came out what? You i know, don't where they were remember asking this him. one at all yeah that was like that was early on season one and it was a flint dilly episode and it had a lot of classic flint uh, uh opinions in it and I, and I did really enjoy that episode as well uh, and, and, and there, you know, there are some moments here and there, like some of the great Cobra commander, Chris Lada, they did right to bring him back for this series. At least they got one character right for the entire thing. Uh, and, and that was that brought me joy. A lot of his line well, reads were absolutely wonderful. Time. Good enough. Uh, I mean, look, better than what it could have been. <laughs> and then and some of the lowlights <laughs> for me, obviously, the, the too much reliance on the Burger King Kids Club in the in the second half of the second season. Did not make me happy. Obviously, that Kindergarten's Commando episode really, really upsets me because I know what Cobra is supposed to be. So to see them turn Cobra into people who are, again, physically overpowered by a series of five-year-olds was a little too much for me to bear uh, in this show. And then back in season one, I would say some of the bad way that they handled the Baroness and Zorana and really any female characters that came around where they were making them fight over Destro. And it was really and and, and then wrong Destro, I would say, really rubbed me the wrong way as well. Destro occasionally showing glimpses of who he should be, but then just not not being that guy really just didn't do it for me either. So look, uh, overall, if I was to grade Deke era G.I. Joe, I would give Sunbow an A plus Obvo. 
It's such a wonderful program. This is, I would say, a C minus. Uh, I would say if we're going to do Gina's grading system, C minus on Deke era GI Joe. Look, it's enough to get you through. It could have been much worse. The limitations totally caught up to them on most episodes, but there's at least something there, something fun, something to pull out of each episode. That's my recap of of good and bad. Deke era, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. I feel like you give him a lot of credit, to be honest. Uh, because I would not, Chan has said he will never watch this again. I will also never watch this again. Uh, like part of me wants to go back and and watch the Sunbow episodes, especially because I feel like the first like season, I was so confused about what was happening and I was clearly (laughs) brought on because I'd never watched any of it and I couldn't remember who was who and I didn't know what the hell was going on and we were focused on the Bechdel test and all this stuff. So I'd kind of just like to watch them for fun. Especially because in my mind, there are there are highlight episodes that I really like. I really just want to go back, especially to the more disturbing ones. Uh, you know, the welcome, okay, to, yep. welcome to Springfield and the one with the cars that turn into giant rats in Lowlight's nightmare brain. Uh, <laughs> because anything that like fucks with kids heads, I love. And but this is so it's so it's so watered down uh it's it's so sanitized for kids you know i i think uh what's his butt who we interviewed who was delightful and now i hate that i just said what's his butt uh you're talking about neil ross aren't you <laughs> yeah yeah he you know like very I think- famous very famous prolific voice actor neil ross uh, was graced us with his presence no, maybe, and gina refers to him as no no it was whoever said Are you talking about doug booth it, it might have been doug but now i'm thinking it might have been buzz whoever it was that, that that basically confirmed that you know sunbow was for a little bit older kids and deke was for a little bit well, younger Buzz kids. definitely talked about that i yeah. think doug did as well but doug did it too yeah but it's just i just hate it so much because i feel like it's a bunch of network executives thinking kids are dumber than they are and kids will consume anything whereas at least in sunbow they were they were clearly trying to make interesting stories I, I feel Very like much so. this one is it, it it does it it doesn't try it doesn't try that at all. So I will probably never watch this again. I hate that I hate that I'll never see shipwreck again and I'll never see I'll never see snow <laughs> job again and I'll never see all my man loves from Sunbow or like the cool ladies because the only lady they have in this one is terrible. All the time. She's terrible. I'll never see badass Baroness again. We just get weird Baroness in this one. And it's, I feel like it's like, it's, it's like someone, you know, hit you on the head and you wake up and you go to high school and everyone's like a little bit lamer and different. And you're like, oh God, how do I get out of here and get back to my original life? But then you just never do. And you're just trapped there forever until a lame clip show happens and everything ends. And you're like, this is how my life ends. This is terrible. So basically what I'm saying is uh, Deke era G.I. Joe is a waking nightmare and then you die and it's all very disappointing. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think that's a very fair estimation, quite frankly. (laughs) Yeah. You trying to come to me with like highlights and I mean, aside from those two episodes like 
any brief moments of joy that I experienced were quickly extinguished by everything around it. Um, Like from almost the get go, like Revenge of the Pharaohs. uh, Once that came down where we uh, like met Night Creeper leader and they kept calling him Night Creeper leader and nothing else. There was no shortening of that name (laughs) and they had to say the whole thing every time. Uh, And and then that's around the time when we learned that, oh, um, this is written for eight-year-old boys in the 90s at a time where we're very hyper-gendered and uh, boys aren't allowed to like girl things, girls aren't allowed to like boy things. Uh, There is a perpetual gender war so uh women can't be shown to be even um a little bit uh functional in this world uh they can only be uh damsels in distress and then like then not even that then they just disappear completely only big steroided out dudes on the show from then on basically um like there was that episode where they played football. Yes, that was and they were low using light. their vehicles. And it it honestly, some of this is my fault. It took me way too long to realize that this is just for real little children. But then once I figured that out, I was like, but then we're feeding children this weirdly militarized view of the world, and we're making it. I mean, I. I still believe in my heart of hearts that uh, I should have been allowed to watch G.I. Joe as a kid and that my mother, like keeping me from watching anything with guns, just made me want to watch them more. But I mean, fortunately, I wasn't young when this was out because I think even my eight year old brain might have been able to grasp like, (laughs) oh, this is garbage. What are they? Are you trying to recruit me? What the fuck is going on here? Jesus Christ. I bet you would have so, been the first one to sign up and be recruited. Look, I was in that Navy recruitment office and I had a pen in my hand before I realized, like, wait a minute, if I sign this, I'm I'm going. Is that what's <laughs> happening? What the fuck yeah. just happened here? I don't no no. And I so I had to back out of that pretty quick. Um in retrospect, I think uh, me going there as an underage uh, kid without any parental support would have meant they would have had to nullify the signing anyway. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I anyway. can appreciate all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, as, as, just as as a whole, like I get it, I understand, and I am not gonna, you know, like take that paycheck, man. You earned it. Um, but this is. Uh, um, and I'm not going to hold them to like this needs to be what the other thing was, but even still, it's just not good on any level. I also just like uh, like piggybacking off of that. I would have almost rather they like the fact that they had some characters who were the same gave me hope that we would see other characters that I had grown to love. So I would have almost rather this have just been a whole new generation, which I think is what we're about to get with this next show. But if it was just a whole new generation of Joes and Joettes 
and cobras and cobrets. And like, we didn't know any of them and they just sort of, but, but the fact that they did, you know what it's like? It's like you, you grow to love a food, let's say like original V8 or peanut butter. And then one day someone gives you fucking like sugar-free, salt-free almond butter and low sodium vegetable juice. And you're like, I would you I would rather you just not let me eat those things anymore and just give me something different that's still delicious, but not those things. But now I have the memory of those delicious things in my mind. And every time I sip on this vegetable juice, I'm hoping it's gonna taste like V8. Every time I tune in to DKR GI Joe, I'm hoping shipwreck is gonna show up. But he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't. And then and then these other ones that I sort of know that look different show up. And I and I just hate it. I would rather them like have started out by saying, like, the year is 2025. All the Joes you've known are dead. But here's their grandkids. Oh my goodness. Oh man. So Robotech. We're going the Robotech route I with d- that. Yeah, I mean, don't don't give me some and like make them shittier. But but not like the good ones. Like they like they gave us all the generic like white guys who sort of are the same. Like Duke and Hawk in my mind. It's like, come on, you guys are the same. Throw throw a sassy talking pirate in there with a bird. Like that's what this show needs. Thank you. You know how expensive it is to animate a bird. First off, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Should we just should we get you? pirate strippers for your birthday i feel like that's what this whole thing has been leading up to you really yeah. need some deep dicking from a guy with a huge uh uh anchor tattoo on his arm yeah and a bird yeah this a bird. is a good rule of thumb for any time even if it's not a pandemic <laughs> saying, and i'm bored <laughs> i think that that was true before she ever started this show quite frankly um I, so- yeah it revealed uh something that was inside her all along <laughs> But also, like, like really, I feel like Snow Job is is like I. I mean, I love I love uh, Shipwreck. I, I would dub him after one date. Whereas Snow Job, I feel like he's a man who's who's in it. Let's stick around, yeah. But I don't want to bang anyone in this deep cartoon. And if you're not showing well, we'll me a cartoon a with realistic looking humans that I want to bang. Like, what are you even doing? Then I might as well just go watch the gummy bears or something. Fair. Fair. So there's a game I want to play here, and I want to test Gina and, and to a lesser extent, Chan's uh, memory and knowledge of Deke-era G.I. Joe, the thing we just spent the last how long watching. Too long. So, guys, in our in our group chat on the, the certain social media app that we have, yeah. the Messenger, uh, I have put a picture of a character. I have six of these pulled out. Gina... I know this is not a visual medium, so we'll talk it through. But Gina, I'm going to start with what I think is easiest to hardest. And I want to see if you remember the names of any of these characters. And if you cannot get it, we'll see if Chan remembers the names of these characters. The first box is in there right now. The main character in the foreground of this picture. Gina, can you tell me this character's name? I feel like I feel like this is sort of cheating because didn't Chan just mention the Pharaoh? Is that is that his name? Is he just the Pharaoh? His name is his name is not the Pharaoh. It turns out now he thought he was a Pharaoh in an early Deke episode of season one, GI Joe. I feel like he's actually got close. known by a, 
If he another Gina, name, which I, I said his name, his name was multiple said. times. I, this is the first one, Gina. Don't help me out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, oh I remember what God. episode he's from, at least. This is Alyssa Phillips and the Four Horsemen all over again. <laughs> so, so Gina, do you, uh, if you were to take a, a stab I'm other than go, the is Pharaoh, he the Eliminator. He is not the Eliminator. Chan, who is the Damn name of this character? Gina. That's Night Creeper Leader. Oh, yeah, yeah, Night yeah, Creeper yeah. Leader. Night Creeper I mean, Leader. I you say it, I remember. Now that I say the entire name multiple times, you remember no, Night you Creeper said, Leader? You should have abbreviated it. You should have said NCL. NCL. <laughs> that makes sense. That wouldn't have. Nobody says that ever. Second picture is in the box right now. The character on the left is the one I am referring to. Gina, what is the name of this character? Okay, that's Duke. Okay, we got one. That's more than I was expecting. That is Duke's reskin, and 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 what an amazing job it is, Chan. Thank you. I know you would have gotten that as well. I hate it. Uh, we're gonna by move the way. on I here. Hate his redesign, Duke. but it's it's all the redesigns were not particularly good. Gina, third one is on the board. Who is this character? Oh yeah, uh, um, um, Mister Environmental Face. Uh, Mr. Environmental Face. Okay, you've you've you definitely cleared the first hurdle of understanding. I mean, I remember the episode that he's in. Uh, it's like Sludge or something like that. Sludge. His name is not, in fact, Sludge, as it turns out. That is the name of a Dinobot, unfortunately. Uh, Chan, who is this character? Here's the thing. Uh, I know who it is, but I can't oh, remember his fucking yeah, name either. Okay. Said his name on this episode. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Mr. McScary Buttface. See, Mr. here's the thing. I, I, like, I also know who he is and what episode he's from, but I can't remember his name. So Chan and I are this, on is, the same page. I mean, that's fair. His name, it turns out, is Cesspool. Okay, he is the environmental okay. supervillain. Okay, right, you. Right. Okay, Sludge is very similar to Cesspool. <laughs> like they're in the same family. I mean, look, you, you got him as the environmental villain, so I'm already kind of happy that you had that level of recall. Yeah. Uh, like, here I we go. Like this is I, a fourth I, character. I just want to say, like, if I met him at like a dinner party and he was like, "Oh, it's good to see you again," and I and I, if I said like, "You too," oh God, remind me of your name. Is it Sludge? He would be like, "Oh, close. It's cesspool." I don't think he'd be that uh, he'd be that understanding, knowing the character. No, but there's the fourth there's, character there's now. There's three cocktail weenies at this party, though, so he's in a good oh, mood. Oh, he's probably doing well then. Yeah. yeah. This was a character featured more prominently in season one. He is a dreadnought, even though the other dreadnoughts do not appear on this show. Gina, can you name this particular char- character? I'm going to call him Knockaround. That is so unbelievably close. Wait, really? That it's frankly upsetting to me right now. <laughs> I have but no honestly, idea, I am a little upset. But Knockaround sounds like the name of a dreadnought. You guys, Chen, <laughs> do you remember the name of this dreadnought? Uh, here's the thing. I didn't, and I was going to say <laughs> Outback, but if if she's real close, then I'm going to guess Nagahide. Nagahide is, in oh, fact, the correct I, answer. That's oh. his brain getting 90% of the way there. Here's the thing. I thought Nagahide was a Sunbow era guy. Uh, he was not. Uh, he did not show up in the Sunbow era. Uh, he, you know, uh, unfortunately, what a great character he turned out to be. Let's see. We got two more left here. Okay, here we go. I'm killing this, by the way. You're doing great, you know, the character and and knock around. These are half half points. These are half points. 
fuck this guy. Gina, this character on the right, he's wearing a The Might is Right oh, t-shirt. Yeah, he again featured very prominently in season one. Okay. Not so much in season he's two. He's got a football name. So I feel like his name is Gina. He turns out he does not have a football. No, he does. He does. You're wrong. Okay. Excuse me. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. Oh no. He's got like a, cause he's the, he's the like sort of like sexist eighties guy. That is correct. So like, he's sort of like a Rambo. I mean, again, you're kind of right near the correct name. Unbelievably. Rim job. (laughs) Is in fact rim job. No, Chan. Do you know the name of this character? I don't remember. I just remember that goddamn T-shirt. Rambo's not far off. His name is Salvo. Okay, Salvo is his name for the people at home. Okay, and then for like, Salvatore, I'm, I'm I'm still killing it. I'm giving myself all these points. And is this sister is Lucia. To me, I, I think I'd like to believe y'all could remember this one. I hope Chan will. This character featured very prominently very early on in Deke era and then was never seen again. Maybe in one episode, he came oh, back. I have legitimately yeah. no guesses about this guy. I do not remember yeah. him. Now look, he does not stand out. I'm going to call him Parachute Pants. He was, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to give some hints now before Parachute Pants comes <laughs> okay. out. He was the main character of Operation Dragonfire 1 through 5. And look at what's on the ground in front of him in this picture. Maybe that will give you enough hints to pull the name out on your own and have a memory of Operation Dragonfire. And the its cameraman. main character, the, the cameraman. cameraman, is not, in fact, the correct answer, regrettably. <laughs> Uh, Chan, do you remember the name of this cameraman oh, fl- character? Flashbulb. Flashbulb. Flashbulb is close. Uh, not really close at all, unfortunately. Chan, do you uh, remember the name of this character? Woodward and or Bernstein. AV Club. His name is Woodward or Bernstein slash AV Club. All of these are nominally, allegedly great guesses. Unfortunately, his name was Scoop. He was the double agent who joined Cobra, oh, but it wasn't yeah. really joining Cobra. Again, and I thought was that the was Sunko era. How long have we been doing this show? Forever. Well, for this very, is very purgatory. long time. I thought that was like <laughs> this five years purgatory. ago. This is the final room in that church in Lost in the final episode. At the end of all G.I. Joe, the guys will open. They will. The doors will open. They'll let us all escape. Oh, the mo- this is the most important thing we've done with our lives? <laughs> Regrettably, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, is in fact the case. Now we're all going to be like, wait, times- we we have loved ones. Do we get to meet up with them? And it's going to be like, no, you only did important stuff on the GI Joe podcast. <laughs> this is where you touch the most lives. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I had one more game I wanted to play, and because we haven't played it, because we haven't done a Know Your Joe in so long, so let's play a game called Fuck Mary Kill. We're going to pull out three characters, three villains. From a uh, Sunbow era G.I. Joe. And you have to Wait, decide. Sunbow whether we're era going to... or Deke era? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Deke era G.I. Joe. And this is a, a, a fuck, marry, kill type of situation. Your three characters are Metalhead, of course, mm-hmm. Cesspool, mm-hmm. and Overkill, the killer robot. So your choices are fuck, marry, kill, Metalhead, the, the guy with the bang, cesspool the environmental supervillain or overkill aka the eliminator the evil robot okay i have those are your three choices for fuck Mary kill gina go ahead and go first okay so you 
marry the eliminator because he's he's he can do a lot of stuff and he's driven and i feel like if he goes into an interview he's gonna kill it he he you know he's a little bit cocky possibly literally yeah yeah he's a little bit cocky but i feel like he can really bring home the bacon and have stability and also like job flexibility so that if his his workplace gets if he gets downsized he has a lot of other skills he can fall back on so he's always going to have a career okay then i I feel like and this is the hard one but i'm confident i made the right decision (sighs) i i feel like you have to fuck metalhead because it's going to be over so fast he's clearly a premature ejaculator like the second that tip hits your labia He's going to say, bang, bang. And then and then you're just going to sort of pat him on the shoulder and be like, that was very good. And then he'll he'll be in love with you for 20 years until you go to your high school reunion or whatever it is. Could happen to anybody. Could happen. To anybody. It could be anybody right now. And you know. then you kill cesspool because I feel like here's the thing. That dude is definitely getting canceled. You can't just ruin the environment time after time without the without the lefties getting all up your ass and canceling you and i don't want to have sex with him because i have a feeling he's very stinky i i have a feeling his his ejaculate probably has some bad stuff in it like it's like it's got like deet like 1980s deet in it like he's gonna come deet into your vagina or and or butt and you're just gonna like sort of get itchy and then like 30 years from now you get leukemia and they're like, oh, did you ever did you ever let anyone jizz inside you that jizz some deet? And you're like, yeah, but it was just that one time. So I think you have to kill him so that you don't get butt and or vagina leukemia. <laughs> okay. Honestly, these are all solid points. Chan, wow. I'm curious yeah. to hear your take on this. Uh, well, I mean, uh, odd places for leukemia aside, I feel like I have to agree on all points here wow. like, obviously Thank you. i mean i think metalhead's going to be a little bit more fun than that you know like uh um it'll be goofy but you know it will be an enjoyable fling yeah that's um fair. and uh obviously yeah overkill um who doesn't want to have like an emotionless partner who brings home the bacon you know <laughs> constantly and you don't have to deal with any sort of you know like blow ups or anything like that. Oh, like so as long nice. as you get that that uh, uh, chore wheel like straight, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, that's just a, a, a great uh, marriage. And then uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, Scary McButtface is <laughs> his breath stinks. So kill him. Yeah. Well, guys, here's the deal. As much as I hate to tell you this. You are 100% correct in your oh, fuck, Mary Kill happened. establishment. It only took and us I will four, tell you. It only took us four seasons of knowing how the podcast, but we all agree. I, uh, I want to disagree with you, but I can't. For uh, I'll add a few more points onto this because I do agree with you. Metalhead would be a, Metalhead would be an enjoy of these three. Metalhead would be the most enjoyable sexual experience you're going to get, <laughs> albeit most likely a short one. Assuredly, he at least probably, you know, at least takes care of himself, doesn't smell like oil and or toxic waste. So that in itself already puts him a, a cut above, if you will. Uh, I, I would say after no, having he's going to smell like fireworks. He's going mean, to smell like you know fireworks. Yeah, well, who doesn't okay. like the smell of fireworks? Also, yeah, it's possible okay. that like some of those some of those pockets don't include rockets when he's having sex. Maybe he brings multiple dildos. 
okay, you know what? Maybe he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's like, I'm here for the, for the long Multiple? haul for the, for yeah, the bags. I don't know. He's got like six, like sure. f- six things to fill six. <laughs> no, I think, no. On I his, think we just, we just, six uh, to fill on his uniform. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. No, Gina, uh, I used no, uh, to <laughs> be the guy that, uh, wore, uh, pants with multiple pockets and like pouches and stuff. Uh-huh. And also sometimes, uh, a jacket that turns out it was a fishing vest but had multiple pockets <laughs> and I had a lot of things in those pockets. All of the pockets had things in them. None of them were a, a device for sexual pleasure. Yeah. I was going to ask how many were dildos, but so okay, the answer is zero. zero but I, yeah. feel like okay. a guy, I mean, I was in junior high school, but even still, I don't know. Even then, I'm saying a guy then, like him though, might like, he, like he might go to the rocket store and then someone's like, hey, what about a pocket rocket? And he's like, what's that? Uh, and then, you know, he's like, and then they're like, it's for sexual pleasure. And he's like, all right, uh, give me six. Wait, Gina, did you just refer to romantics as the rocket store? Did I hear that correctly? No, no. I'm saying like he goes to the store where he buys his regular rockets and he oh, okay. says to okay. the guy who he's on a first name basis with, because he's like friends with him, like, like everyone is with like their deli guy, for instance. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, would you have anything new in stock? And he's like, oh, in terms of, like, explosions, no. But we just got these mini pocket rockets in. They'll they'll make someone explode with cum. And he's like, well, I've, tried, uh, I've got store credit here, and I've bought everything else I could. So I guess give me a couple of those. So you're saying that this, uh, this demolition store, <laughs> they have explosives of uh, any any a wide variety Uh uh, for demolitions, for anti-personnel, what have you. And they also, I guess, up at the counter, uh, you've got mints. Uh, you've got those little keychains with the with the light so that you can yep. see your uh, uh, keyhole in your car uh, at night. Uh, and you have um, vibrators. Yeah, impulse buys, vibrators. Chan. They're impulse buys. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's true. Okay. Yeah. So hey. I'll continue, continue my thought process here to get away from that as you fast need as to? I mean, I would like to. Uh, after having seen the TV show WandaVision, <laughs> an emotionless robot for a partner, obviously, it can work out. We've seen it very, very well. And so I would say that Overkill, maybe not quite the same as Vision, but at least I get he shades no of Paul it. Bettany. So, no, I mean, who is at the end of the day? Uh, but I would say Paul that Bettany. based on that, based on seeing that, I think there's the most potential there. Uh, and then, and then, Overkill's gonna, or I should say, Cesspool's gonna do the most damage to the planet, the most damage to you if you get involved in a relationship or sexual experience with him. I don't think it ends well in either case. So you do have to kill Cesspool. He's probably the most evil of the three, and the one who probably needs to be killed the most. So, guys, I, I have to say, congratulations, fuck Mary, kill, a hundred percent accurate and complete. And that's our show. Y'all, we, we did Wait a minute, it. We, we haven't finished. even talked about the fact that Paul Bettany is married to Jennifer Connelly. Is he? Why have we not discussed this yet? Good for both of them, first off. Yeah. Right? Y'all deserve I it. Feel like Isn't that not a great couple? That's two good-looking people. But I will say that mm-hmm. now, like, he's getting, since he's he's getting all this new fame, I don't know how long that's going to last. Anytime one person oh. gets more famous than the other, a divorce soon follows. But Jennifer Connelly has been way more famous than him for like decades. Hasn't yeah, it, but yeah. but guys are terrible. Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. This is this is Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany is not terrible. He is the best. We'll see. Uh, I want it on the record, amazing. though. I want it on the record so that we can refer back to the tape. 
Yeah, Are here's you the, rooting the record. for Paul Bettany and Jennifer Connelly's marriage to fail? No, I'm just saying if it does, I want to be able to say that I, I placed a bet on it. She mm. also wants to say, call me, Paul. That's what she really wants to say. Yeah. I believe in a thing called love. And like what I have wanted to marry uh, Jennifer Connelly, of course, who didn't? Sure, sure. Who, absolutely. Who, who, who didn't watch Labyrinth and want to and, and fall in love with that marvelous human doubt. being? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, to 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 be smirched either of their good names at this point is just it's they cool. are angels, it's cool. Gina. How dare you? Yeah, I'm just saying. you should have let me get out of town. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know you didn't do it, but still. And that's our show, take two. Guys, you're going to want to stay after the credits for some great Gina uh, conversation. I can't even remember what it is I at this point. <laughs> I don't remember either, but I remember it's going at the end of this episode, so I hope you enjoy it, people. No, the really terrible stuff did not get recorded, so just know that whatever you hear after <laughs> the credits was so much worse. Yeah, as bad as you think that was. Oh, boy. Ooh. Ooh. Y'all, y'all just don't know what you don't know. No, That's all now they're going to think it's like racist or something. Don't don't say it's that bad. Well, they're not, not going to think that. Not all I of mean, it. Because no. you definitely work into anti-Semitism as well in definite no. uh, e- even no. measures. No one so. thinks that you, no one will think that you're serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the darling of this podcast and everyone knows it. <laughs> Yeah, I true. mean, it's all that's a fact. That's what made it so horrifying when you started talking about the Samoans that way. And I just it made me uncomfortable quite. You guys, you'll you'll hear it all after after the post credit. So you guys, here's the deal. Make up your own minds. We report. And if you don't hear you it, decide. that's because Gina had us delete it. And so you'll you'll never know because she couldn't she couldn't take uh, the public pressure. It's a lot. She's, I, you know, I she's a public to, figure. I need to stop coming on here when my blood sugar is low. <laughs> because who knows what comes out of my mouth when my blood sugar is low. I mean, 99% of the time, I'm not a horrible racist. But that 1% of the time, my blood sugar is low. <laughs> uh, that is the weirdest anti-Semitic uh, myth that Gina was perpetuating. That uh, Jewish people make her blood sugar low. And like I, I wasn't even aware that this was a conspiracy theory, but I guess it's out there now. Um, and Gina Ippolito is the thing. Look, for. here's the thing: when when Hillary Clinton's running all the pizza parlors, I can't get my mm-hmm. pizza, and my blood mm-hmm. sugar gets low. And she's funded by George Soros. Enough mm-hmm. said. Yeah, this all checks out. And this concludes the season finale of Mr. Ray. <laughs> We finally got him to admit it, and I'm excited about it. I can't tell if this is your Who Would Win character or not. My character? How dare you, Chan? That's outrageous. I am 100% all the time. This is how... Guys, you should listen to a show called Who Would Win. It's wonderful. Go to whowouldwinshow.com or find it on your podcast dial. You can also listen to, uh, I don't know, A Double Back. And my three dads, guys, check out my three dads, me, Chad, oh, and Marshall yeah. Gibbons. It's a wonderful show, and I and I enjoy it very, very much. And watch the Unicorn season two, so that way they won't end on two clips episodes and then forego a season three. <laughs> we don't want that for Gina. Nobody wants that for Gina. We want season three of the Unicorn. So watch it, and, and if you can, point it out on a Vizio box in a Costco parking lot. You could do that too. 
These are all things that you could have done in the last week, and I highly um, suggest it. Suggest it. So until then, we're going to talk about social media. Facebook.com slash knowing is at the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing is at the podcast. Uh, you, you know what the name of the show is. Thank you, Delvin Cox, for joining the Patreon friend of the show. Delvin Cox has become a patron of the show. And I just want to say his name out loud because, Chan, nice. great thing. You've sent out all of those. You've sent out all of those stickers and magnets. And I am just so grateful. We finally got you to do it. Chan, thank you. Thank you for finally getting those out for the people. Mm-hmm. God Someone tagged me on Twitter in a, in, a, in a t-shirt thing? I feel like someone tagged me in a t-shirt thing. Entirely possible. What? I feel like someone recently got a t-shirt from the show. Is that true? Uh, I'm happy if they did. I wasn't uh, tagged in that. Or maybe I was. I don't know. I last sent them out months ago, so if someone did get them, uh, the USPS is real far behind. Also, Yo, the point again, is you can also go to our t-shirt store. Also, again, if you're tweeting at us, tweet at all of us and at the show. Don't just tweet at me, because I'll I'll ignore she, that shit. She doesn't know. She doesn't know the the, que- the answers to the questions you have. Yeah, and I don't want to know. <laughs> what bit rate are you using on your podcast? That's <laughs> yeah. If yeah, that's there's not a, a Gina, question. Gina question, guys. If there's that's ever a, a, a problem with the episode, if you need to know something about <laughs> the episode, I'm not. I don't even know where I am most of the time. Oh, it's it's. I found it. I found the tweet. Great. Oh, you know what? It's it's. I'm mistaken. It's not. Uh, it's not one of our t-shirts. It's just a t-shirt. <laughs> Just somebody who's wearing a t-shirt. Oh no, no. I'll send it to you guys. No, I'm it, it flew by in my this is why no one should should tweet at me because I have a lot of notifications. It flew by in my thing and it looked like our t-shirts. I'll send you a link to the tweet. And I thought, oh, we must have sent a t-shirt to someone. And then I scrolled on by. Cause that's what happens when people tweet at me about the show. <laughs> And we have a t-shirt store on uh, Public. You could probably do that. There's liner notes in every single one of these episodes that you can actually take on, click them, go to the thing, go to the t-shirt store, and you could buy yourself a Knowing is Half the Podcast. Or go to tpublic.com and just search Knowing is Half the Podcast. That'll be on there, too. There's many different ways to find it. We have a merch store. Y'all could buy the things. How about that? And on Twitter, you can find us at G.I. Joe Podcast. Individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPM. I'm at Gina Ippy. I don't know why Chan's making faces, but that's okay. I'm getting out of here anyway. Enjoy the clip after the closing credits. Just understand your impression and opinion of Gina Ippolito is likely <sighs> to be turned on its head by the things that you hear. Good night.
everybody, look, and welcome back to your here's, favorite. Here's no, Gina, say. we're starting the here's, show. Here's what I'll say. God if damn those, it. If those babies were dressed up in costumes, I would be 100% for this. Or if they were like in wigs or if there was shit drawn on their faces or if they were dressed up like Baby Yoda. Are you an Ann Gettys person? <laughs> I just think it would be cool. Fucking psychopaths. Like if they, if I'd like, dress my kid up like a strawberry. <laughs> like that would be, I mean, I was thinking like Baby Yoda every time. But they're just, they're just, you know, they're just in normal onesies. Put them in a dorky onesie, way, and I'm immediately on board. Like, if you dress one of them. This is the start of the show, just for the record. <laughs> this is the actual start of this program. Here's the thing. If you dress one of those babies up to give its monthly, its monthly weigh-in <laughs> thing, if you dress one of them up like the three-tittied alien from Total Recall, I am hearting that every time. Okay, I'm on board now. <laughs> I am back Wait on board. The Gina train. I was off for a very long time. You know who else was on board? Child some protection. Real psycho business That's there about forward. babies, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed Christmas. this. Enjoyed this post-credit sequence because <laughs> that is going after the credits now. God damn it! Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 